You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A Dizzle. Episode 290. Damn. We out here. Absolutely. <laughs> How was the That's- week, fella? Oh, what? Go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask. <laughs> no, I was going to ask. Does it feel like it's been a while since we taped the pod? Or is just that much going on this week? It does feel a little extended, and I miss the station, man. I, I really do. <laughs> My kids asked me today, when you going back to the station? I'm like, I don't know, but I will be going back because uh, I heard some ink hit the contract, so <laughs> somebody's try on the contract. For somebody, sure. somebody's here. For sure, for sure. But go ahead, go ahead, kick us off, Killer. No, no, I was just curious, man, because I had a real busy week, and I know Dizzle had a busy week, and it sounded like you had a busy week, so I was just curious, how was the week, Kev? Let's start with Kev. How was the week? Oh, man, listen, bro. So, as you talked about before, man, the ink is dry on the contract, and they didn't wait for that ink to dry on the contract, man. (laughs) Nigga been busy (laughs) as hell. So, obviously, last week I was out of town, you know, everything like that. Um, paying homage to my uncle up there in Cleveland. So I was working, but I wasn't working, working. I, you know, a couple of proposals here and there, a couple things here and there, nothing major or whatever. Oh, but when I got back, <laughs> when I got back and really checked the email, because, you know, you check a work email or whatever, you be like, all right, I get to it. All right, I get to it. All right, I get to it. But then when I actually had time to sit down and really dig into what was being asked of me that week and what was due that week, like, dude, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was, it was a full work day, full work yeah. day, starting at 8 a.m., knocking shit out left and right, man. So it's definitely been a full work week for your boy, man. Back into the swing of things. Obviously, the world is opening back up. So remotes are back in full swing. Uh, we got events coming up. Obviously, April is Minority Health Month. So we involved with that pretty heavily. We got Mother's Day coming up next month so we got some events with that and after that we got the african-american wellness walk and then after that it's the fourth of july is it's jumping it's mm-hmm. back jumping the way it's supposed to be so we out here no mask <laughs> no nah, nigga mask <laughs> no no my man i got multiple i got i got i got this mask i got this mask i got this mask that's a bandana nah nigga ain't no slandana that's that's a gator mask. Then I got you know what I'm saying the the vintage hot one two nine mask. And then I got my uh, yeah, I'm, I'm masked up out here. I, oh yeah, I got my Ohio State mask. You know what I'm saying? I I got masks on deck. Plus I, I got a school mask my mom made for me. Then we got the disposable mask. I'm double masked up out here, cause okay. shit ain't over. Shit ain't sweet. <laughs> Because every time I go out now, I may be the only one. I may see a lone. I was at the gym. And it was maybe one other black dude on a treadmill with a mask on. Everybody else out here free balling it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different out here, bruh. Like, I know I, I always correlate, like, how COVID is going with how the NBA is handling it. Like, I ain't seen no COVID protocol in a minute. Right. And folks really just been out here, bruh. So, I don't know. It's been a while. I feel like in January, I knew at least four or five people that had it. You know, including myself, and I don't know anybody that got COVID right now. So niggas yeah. out here, out here free balling. What's funny uh, about brought that up, bro? Um, obviously I was feeling under the weather last week, and then I had to go home to Cleveland. I was like panicking, like, oh my goodness, I don't feel good. Do I have COVID? So I went up to the urgent care to get a a real COVID test because I took one of the home tests and everything like that. It came back negative, and they were like, well, those are only sixty percent. Uh, effective or whatever. So I went to go get the one where they tickle your brain and everything like that. And I was asking, like, yo, when am I going to get the results back? Y'all saying it's 24 hours. It's 8 o'clock at night, man. I really don't want to be driving up to Cleveland at 8 p.m. or whatever. It's like, no, nah, you'll get it by, like, 7, 9 at the latest. Nobody's getting tested anymore. They told yeah. me that. They was like, yeah, the labs aren't full anymore. She was like, you're probably, like, our second person that come in, came in to get a COVID test. She's like, nobody's getting tested anymore, so you'll get your results back pretty quick. I was like, well, damn. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm glad I'll be getting my results back pretty quickly, but damn, nobody right. getting tested? 
No fear out here. Like Dizzle said, people free balling it. Just don't. <sighs> <laughs> Funny enough, the only place that I wear a mask is at work. At, at least work, you're wearing it. Yeah, thank you. Like customers coming in, when I address customers, I still want to have a mask on. But like, as soon as I get out and I'm in Walmart or DJ, and I'm like, "Hey, everybody!" So it's, like, <laughs> it's like a, I don't know why I'm doing it at work. I'm just doing it at work. But that is true. It's like it's like the shit just went away. Nah, DJ, and I gotta have it on, man, because everybody think they your buddy just because you the DJs. They be what up, dog? Right? Everybody dap you up. Like I don't know you. Back up. I had a I had a busy week, but I had a it wasn't it wasn't a huge guest, so I had a two week uh, Friday and Saturday gigs that were like one was a fiftieth wedding anniversary for a, a family that actually used to babysit me back in the day. Their their daughters used to babysit me. Um, the dad uh, that was celebrating his fiftieth anniversary took me to the nineteen ninety World Series Reds versus the Oakland A's. So, um, definitely had to be a part of their, I did their 40th anniversary, so now it's their 50th, they still going, still pushing along, but they had like a dinner, I mean, zero dancing, it was just like old people coming, like, coming to have dinner and say hi, take pictures, but it was cool, it was a chair, you know, a chair, bop, I got three or four people asking me for business cards, I was still, you know, snuck me in a little crown, I was still had me a little vibe, so... <laughs> Did that on Friday, and then uh, Saturday was the same thing. It was a friend of mine with a high school with her. Her mother got married. I'm not sure uh, if it was like a second marriage or what, but it had a real small, intimate wedding like a week ago. Went out of town for like a honeymoon and came back to a, a reception, but it was the same thing. Real small, 50 people, strictly like family, so it wasn't like no. It was the garter toss was like two people because everybody in there came with a husband or a wife. It was like that type of thing. So just a real intimate type of things this weekend. But that was in Columbus, so that you know, driving to Columbus and doing all that yesterday. I've been getting back in the gym, getting back playing golf. I start. Hey. I start my in the uh, winter. It's still winter. This is this is when I get eager to not because I want the summer body. It's just when I get eager to do it. I get eager to like come out of the sauna, head outside, and then smoke coming off me still. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, just when I start getting active. My golf league starts May fourth, so I gotta get active hitting these golf balls. But I done I done dizzled myself this week. I done <laughs> <laughs> I done messed up my shoulder. Mm-hmm. My shoulder done got a little. It's, it's like oh, one. Man. It's it's one spot where if you hit it right, boy, I, I look like I've been tased. I drop down like oh. So I've been dealing with that this week. Got to be my little massager. I don't know if y'all can see my, my little massager, but give me the give me the get. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, just that would work. And being a manager, y- y'all was right, man. It's a lot, man. It's it's um. I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but during the intro, I have my head down. I'm getting texts like. Who's opening the store? I'm like, oh, make sure it's not me. I'm like, I'm looking <laughs> like, like no, I'm texting another person, making sure they're on their way. I'm running a little behind, relaying the message. So I got to be that centerpiece between everybody's communication. So it, uh, it, it's a job that lasts well more than your scheduled shift. So, so, but it's cool. So you said you was in a, you in a golf league. What that look like? That look like how the Kettering wreck basketball is you got some, <laughs> some semi pros out there some uh, niggas that shouldn't be out there some me and noozles out there playing <laughs> tell you the caliber of people close so it's the fairway golf league it's my second year um i love the league it's a it's just something to do to keep me actively playing golf every week and a lot of people that I played the game of golf with have moved to different states or just not here or regularly playing anymore. So it just keeps me active, something to do weekly, get my heart rate up, do a little walking, all that. So found this league and uh, didn't have a partner. Randomly, my one of my employees at Edible, her parents are in the golf league. This is an older league. People are probably like, I'm probably one of the younger people in the league. But uh, Wilberforce, head coach, he's in the league. Uh, for the golf team, he's in the, he's in the league. Black dude, real cool. Uh, a pro that used to be the pro at Madden Golf Course, he's in the league, but he's older, probably in his sixties, but he's still playing. He's in the league. My golf partner is uh, former Channel Seven news anchor Natasha Williams. Okay. Um, that's 
that's who I randomly got paired with. And she's one of the best women in the league. She hits the ball mile far as, as far as me. She's a really good golfer, but it's just something to do. Um, something to be active with and, uh, it keeps you playing every week. So every Wednesday we out there, unless it's lightning, we, we out there playing golf. I want to pick up golf eventually, man, cause I want to, I want to be, you know, 60 and out there still active, man. So, so I figure now well, is the time to get do this going. You can't do that forever, right. baby. I know. One person, one person I left off and it's a huge person. Uh, our now mayor, Jeffrey Nims, he's in the golf league. Um, it was funny when he was running for mayor, he posted a little post in the golf league on uh email, like going to the Dragons game. If anybody wants to come, I got tickets. Let me know. I kind of blew it off. Like, uh, I don't know how I want to hang out and just go to do that. Man, he didn't say they had a suite. Hmm. They was up there getting turned. They was having a ball. My, <laughs> my uh, co-worker that works with me uh she went with her parents and she was telling me like we ate good i was fucked up she was like it was a good <laughs> so it was a good time i was like damn i should have went so but it's, it's, it's making the next one it's the who's who's it's, it's some it's some retired police chiefs and just good people to know you know what i'm saying people to know and can point you in the right direction um some executives of some big i know rta exec and just some some just some people, so that's that's kind of what golf is. Golf will bring anybody together, and deals are made on the golf course that you wouldn't believe. So, I've seen it. I've I've been a part of it. I've I've got to play with some pretty dope people in my golfing time, and uh, yeah, I love the sport. It, it's something to keep me competitively driven. So yeah, well, shit, man. I think this might have been one of the slower weeks for me. Actually, I. Ain't- the deal I got under contract is pretty much at the paperwork stage where we just waiting on that to finalize. So I ain't been having to run around or do pretty much nothing there. And that was the quick flip. That was the quick joint. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was the one I put on, put on the market and literally got calls hours sponge, later. And yeah. The, the SpongeBob two hours later post. I saw yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was under contract the next day. So blessed for that. But uh, now it's just kind of just sitting there waiting, waiting to close. Hopefully by the end of this month, um, I'll be done with that. So well, right now I'm just waiting on that, uh, like the finances to get an order from the buyer. Um, got a couple other joints on deck. Maybe uh, next month I'll have two houses I'm selling at the same time. So just trying to just trying to keep it pushing, man. I, the goal was four deals in a year. That, well, there's four deals this year. I did, um, how many did I do last year? I did two last year, which was cool, you know, just learning, still learning. Four this year is like one per quarter. And I'm thinking that's like an extra maybe 12 to, depending on how big, that's an extra 12 to $20,000 a year. Just yeah. not working too hard, but staying a little busy, which is fine. You know Talk what I mean? Talk about side hustle. Right. Exactly. I got a question too. I got yeah. a question too. Since you're really a realtor now, I got a question now. <laughs> is it is it disrespectful for someone like me that is like wanting to get to that house day? That's that's one of my number one goals right now. That's what I'm working towards, saving up towards all that. Is it disrespectful to like, hey, I wanna see where I'm at? So I holler at somebody, they check and see what I can get or where you know, just see where I'm at, go see some houses, but not really planning on making that move yet. Is it disrespectful to like Reach Not out to somebody all. and do that no. and, and know that they ain't really getting the house yet. You know what I'm saying? Or So what I try to do, because um, I, I got a few folks like that in my inbox right now. Um, I try to put some responsibility on them to kind of gauge how serious they are about actually buying or if they just want to go house window shopping, basically. Yeah. Um, Which is fine either way, because I still want to be. I'm happy that I'm on their mind when they're thinking of a realtor regardless. So I do think it's part of the game that you're going to get a few of those people that ain't maybe too serious right now. They're interested really. They just want to look and step foot in other houses, which they haven't done. Um, But I think it's part of the game. I think, I think folks know realtors know, and me in my position, I'm not about to turn down nobody. Um, Maybe some higher profile folks that are doing it full time that are busier with it. Maybe they don't appreciate that because they got other fish to fry. But right. me, I'm 
I'm happy with folks reaching out with questions, even though they're not ready to buy. At least I'm on their mind when they think of I'm interested in a house. Let me hit up Dizzle. I'm yeah. cool with that. Nice. nice. So it, it's different for different folks. Like, like I said, for me, since I'm still fresh in the game, I'm I'm down. I don't think that's I'm not turning shit down. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. Nah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I uh shit, we've been sleeping on the couch for the last week. We got new furniture. Our house looking like a Pinterest house, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really coming together because our dogs done fucked up our last couch, man. It was holes in it. If you sat wrong, you'll hit the wooden part of the couch, be hurting. Mm. I hope you didn't um, throw it away. I hope you didn't just throw uh, it away. It was, uh, I wouldn't even get that to anybody, bro. No, I'm saying, I, I, got, I got a guy that uh, works for Morris Furniture, and his side hustle is, like, repairing. Restoring, ah. Like, yeah, repair, repairing and restoring things that, you know, you think are trash, and you put a hundred bucks into it, two hundred bucks into it, and it's back new. So. It's definitely it's well it's it's gone. It had I, saw, its time. I saw the I, I saw the truck come and they like smashed it and <laughs> you didn't you know you didn't broke it in anyway. I'm sure I'm sure it was time for that one to be gone. So it only last it it lasted maybe a year. Like it didn't last. <laughs> Damn. We got, we got it on I wanted either Amazon or it was one of them online sites where we didn't test it out. You know what I mean? It looked good. The reviews were decent, but. Nah, and then my older brother slept on it a lot, and he's a bigger dude, so he definitely wore them cushions in. I would never forget uh, the lady that twists my hair. It was a it was a smaller couch, so you can step over it. And usually, you think a couch got some good, you know, give to it. She tried to step over it from the backside and like wedged her leg in the middle of the couch. <laughs> her leg was stuck. I had to like pull the damn near wooden part. The wooden piece apart just for her to get her leg out. I'm like, yo, you could have been bloody because her right. shit was in there. But not that Workers couch. Workers' cop claims. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we got new furniture and we've been on that bitch ever since, man. That shit comfortable. Uh, so how are you gonna keep the dogs from destroying this furniture? Nah, they're they're smart dogs. Um, because we used to like let them on the bed, but we don't do that no more. And they they know not to be on the bed. We've already done, got nipped it in the bud. They don't even jump on this new couch. The puppy does or tries to, and then we'll catch one of the other dogs. When we're gone, we'll come back, and they'll be on the – or one of them will be on the couch, but we'll jump off real quick when they see us. <laughs> so for the most part, they don't they don't be on it. Better get them, get them nails trimmed. Yeah. Yeah, because they definitely will rip through some shit. All right, man, let's talk about it, man. Just when we thought this news was settling down, it came back. Will Smith Smackgate has reached a new level. <laughs> he has been suspended from the Academy Awards shows. He is not allowed to show up for the next 10 years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 years. First can he still question, get awards? Yes, he can still get awards. First question, Dizzle, do you still think it was fake? Uh, yes, I do. Oh. I definitely do. I definitely do. Just think about it. Break it down. Niggas don't go to award shows all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, like, he could still win. I mean, at the end of the day, it was still the most viewed, most talked about Oscars moment in history. So it did what it was supposed to do. He's and niggas are talking about he could he's supposed to give his award he maybe could uh have to give his award back. What that mean? What like what does that do? Yeah, I'm not with that. I'm not with the giving the award back. He won the award fair and square for his performance, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not sure banning him from the award show is the right punishment. I know he deserves a punishment. I'm just not sure what that punishment is. I mean, I'm not sure how the Academy Awards works or how the the Actors Guild works. Do you pay, you know, union dues? Or would you be able to get fined like you can, like if you play professional sports? Is that, that a situation? I'm not sure. But, I mean, I think the public backlash he's getting, the amount of projects that are on pause right now, like, that's a punishment all onto itself. 
you know, so I'm just not sure if banning someone from an award show for 10 years, like you said, really does anything. Like, if he doesn't have a movie coming out that year that's up for an award, it's probably not coming. You know, he's he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, like, right. if it was just Bad Boys 4 coming out or Bad Boys 5 or whatever, that's probably not getting nominated for an award. So he's not coming. But like, you know, King Richard, what uh, the other movie they did, Concussion, like things that he's nominated for, he's going to show up for. So I'm, I'm not sure what banning him for 10 years is really going to do. Does he does he do a movie? Does he like, like I, don't, I don't know what Wilson is about to do, because when he come back into it, it's going to reopen the floodgates again. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about it again when he when he makes a good movie and people go see it. And don't get nominated for nothing. We're gonna be talking about it again. Like this is now a part of their life. When Chris decides to sit down and talk with somebody, we're gonna talk about it again. So, you know, it's just I hate that that shit happened like that because white America is never gonna let Black America live that one down. Ever, ever. They gonna Man. talk about that one inside edition forever. Yeah, I don't know how to act. <laughs> Will Smith got a, a few. uh trash films as of recent though so he only have a good movie every five to seven years you know what i'm saying like you said what concussion when, when that when that come out that came out with like 18 I'm like, maybe i'm gonna google it real quick because what's that movie that was on netflix bro he was fighting himself bro he ain't getting nominated for that shit. Oh, uh, yeah that shit was <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple and, and, and netflix you, and you called that on the pod you call that on the pod, like I, I would. What was that called? It's so bad that I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. Concussion came out in 2015. Damn. So that that's seven years ago. Um, I don't know. I mean, ten years seems like a long time. It, it's definitely yeah. overreacting. They definitely make it, trying to make an example of this nigga. But um, I don't know. I really, I really don't think it means anything. If he has to give the award back, that really don't mean anything. How do we even know he gave it back? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just like when they uh tell somebody to give back their Heisman Trophy, like with Reggie Bush. Like, hey man, you gotta give your Heisman Trophy back. Well, guess what? We saw him rush for two thousand yards and yeah. kill college football. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> what difference do it make? We saw his performance in King Richard. He was awesome. We saw y'all give him the award. We saw him go on the stage and accept the award. You giving it back? Eh, not really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, and I don't like how they keep bringing up these old Jada clips. Uh, talking about, man. like, she, well, these are the reports saying that she never wanted him to go up there and slap him, slap Chris Rock. So now we looking like, damn, Will was laughing, saw Jada's reaction, Went up there and slapped him. Okay, he's defending her. And then the reports come out later that she never wanted him to slap him. It's like, damn. So all this was for nothing? And then That's, it's just more reports, bro. It's just they don't stop. It don't that, stop at all. That's the sticky part for me is as someone that's married, we all are married, to have like a situation like that and for her not to be like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, my yeah. wife would at least be like, hold on, nigga. Hold yeah. on. Like, like, she would be like the one to be like, think about it, because I'd be the one that wasn't thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no matter what, I don't think, with all they got going on, I, I don't think she would want that to be the, the, to be what it was. So it's like, and then for her not to, and then had nothing to say about it, not to defend him in any way, not to have his back in any way. I mean, all, all I seen all week is the video of him talking about how he planned a birthday for three years, and she thought it was the worst shit ever. Like she didn't. I mean, it's just dogging him. Like I ain't never three, seen that one. Man, he oh, spent you ain't three, seen that. Oh man, man spent three years planning her birthday in her fortieth, and well, once that time came, she was like, I mean, said some of the most disrespectful shit you could say on the day of. Like, why would you yeah. do this dumb shit? This is the most biggest display of your ego or something of that nature, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, but like she ain't never had his back. You know what I'm saying? I don't see them being married in 10 years. So we're going to be suspended for 10 years. They're going to be married. In 10 years. Like, it's just, it's a whole bunch. It's a whole bunch of just for what that's going to never be let, 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 let go. This is all I've talked about. Yeah, man. Like that, that, that birthday clip and everything like that. I think that's just displays like people are different. You know what I'm saying? People, some people, are 
celebrators. Some people love to celebrate and everything like that, and other people are more mild and, like, chill with it. And if he went over the edge planning a 40th birthday party, and you already know your wife don't like that type of stuff, that's on him. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, if you know what type of person, I mean, you've been married, you got kids, like, y'all been together, like, you kind of, like, know what type of person they are. And if you go over the top and bring in lions and tigers and bears and surprise, what you think the reaction going to be? <laughs> like, if that's not their personality, because I see her catching a lot of flack and everything like that. And another thing that I saw, like, they bringing up old clips from the Red Table Talk when he was on there. And you know how clips are. If you trim a clip down from a whole conversation, you trip it down to 15 seconds of her saying, I never wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. And then people say, like, oh, she never wanted to get married to him. Like, well, no, if you saw the entire clip, she was saying she never wanted to get married at all. Not mm-hmm. him. She yeah. didn't see herself wanting to get married. So, like, we take these clips and then we make these whole narratives about people and then obviously this situation happens and it's just like been a snowball effect. So the next Red Table Talk is going to be crazy because I know it's going to be them two talking about this whole situation. <laughs> and Chris Rockets came out and said he's not talking about this situation until somebody drops a check. So which is highly disappointing for me because I'm going to the show in Cincinnati in June because I'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing him talk about it. I want to hear his perspective on it, man. So it's been a cluster. Yeah, yeah. That's and to you answer your question, uh, Dizzle, Gemini Man, that's the name of that movie. <laughs> Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, like, I mean, you got a hell of a run right here, Bad Boys for Life, King Richard, that's a, that's a good two-year stretch right there. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin was pretty good. Okay, uh, okay. Aladdin, Aladdin was good, Aladdin was definitely good. Concussion. Shout out to Will, man. Shout out to Will. He's a legend in the game. He's been a, oh. a model citizen his entire life. He smacked the nigga, and they they over, niggas is overreacting, man. It's all good. <laughs> overreacting, yes, but you you on the other side of the fence, like, oh man, this ain't nothing. Just keep it pushing. Like, keep it come pushing. on, man. Come on, man. If somebody smacked you, you wouldn't want them to keep it pushing. You Nobody's gonna. <laughs> I'm not getting Chris rocked where it didn't get smacked and I'm make, telling jokes about it, man. Nah. We so, so you at the hoop spot. Y'all I'm not getting getting, smacked. And somebody smacked Dizzle. And it we was fighting. like. <laughs> we fighting. Exactly. Exactly. See, I'm, I'm well, a little not going to let it slide without any repercussions. But it ain't going to be a big deal. Niggas, you fight, niggas scrap, bro. It's just what it is. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm not a little petty. Not going close with shit to lose. You know, just be out here fighting just because. And I got the Mike Epps answer. If someone do that to me, I wait till they turn it around, and I'm getting a running head start, double drop kick on their ass, and it's going down. Like if Chris Rock would have done that shit to win, <laughs> that yeah. shit would have been, been nuts. But yeah, it, you, you think you're gonna slap me and get that off? I'll wait till you think you got it off, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's about to go there. For sure, man. I'm sure we're going to get more fallout from this situation. All right, man. This is the last day of the regular season of the NBA. Next week, we got the play-in games. As we all talked about a couple weeks ago on the pod, the Cavaliers have spiraled all the way into the play-in. They're looking mm-hmm. like they might fall all the way down to the eighth spot in the mm-hmm. play-in. And that ain't, that's not a good look for them, man. So... This has probably been the craziest regular season of all time, man, with the amount, with the COVID situation with Kyrie. Uh, COVID now is a thing with the Celtics because, you know, some of their star players like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, uh, word on the street, they're not vaccinated. So if they play the Raptors, they won't be able to play up there. And all season long, all the talk was been about Kyrie not being vaccinated. Come to find out there's more guys not vaccinated. The league MVP talk, I mean, it's from Embiid to the Joker to Giannis again. I mean, it's all over the place, man. Where y'all want to start with the NBA, man? Man, who is, I want to know who y'all MVP is. That's where I want to start. Who is y'all MVP right now? 
it's got to be the Joker, man. Let's keep it a buck. We can look at the numbers. We can look at his team. We can look at him being in the West and in the, already in the playoff picture. He is the only nigga on that team, honestly. Like, who else is on? Who else is on there? Michael Porter Jr. out. Yeah. Murray out. Yeah. Man. And didn't didn't he just do? He just do two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists. Like the first player in NBA history to do that one season or something. That's mm-hmm. MVP, that's man. Yeah, that's. So I I do like that, but I always feel like the person that really deserves it never gets it. The one that really, without them, their team would be shit. And the Joker is that for them. We have clarified that. So that that's why I think I don't have Embiid on there because as much as Harden ain't really been hard in the last couple of years like we know him to be, he still earns that respect and earns that <laughs> you know earns that uh, responsibility from the defense to where you know it still requires it still requires uh, some respect. So mm-hmm. it, it eases up both of them to have two dogs on the court at the same time. So. When when the Joker only got Bart Barton and and, and whoever else we said out there, that's like uh, <laughs> they're they're uh, yeah, uh, Murray been out all year. He ain't played, mm-hmm. so they've been having a backup point guard who's supposed to run the ship. So your center running the ship and getting boards. Come on, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I think those people that are in that conversation, Dev Booker. I mean, had a great year. A respectable year, but just the Joker without him, they would they would be hurt. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I want to say Embiid. I really want to say Embiid. If they never made that trade for James Harden, Embiid would be the MVP. He was playing better when he had more shooters around him, and he didn't have James Harden putting on a dribbling exhibition when. Mm-hmm. When Maxi and, and, and Seth Curry was on the team, he was eating because if you doubled him, he's kicking it out to Seth Curry. You already know that's bottoms. And he was just balling out of control. But now that James Harden is there, their offense has been super stagnant. It's been super iso ball. It's just not been a good look for them. And I don't want to hear this talk about, oh, they need to figure it out. Like, come on, man. Who didn't know that was going to happen, man? Who didn't know? The Brooklyn Nets got the better end of the deal, man. James Harden ain't been the same in, I want to say, three, four years. His legacy, looking a little, his legacy looking a little shaky, man. Them, them Houston years was good when he was able to uh, manipulate the refs and get yeah. all them foul calls. But since they, they made the change, um, you know, his time <laughs> in Brooklyn was, was shaky. And this shit ain't looking right either in Philly. He gonna he got he got to make something happen in this playoffs. I was just laughing like he ain't even gonna get that Sam Cassell. Uh, Sam Cassell at least won a chip. Sam so, got two of them things. Yeah, so somebody like that's who I think of that's just like a, a, a good guy in the league, a career guy. Isaiah Thomas done been in every position in the league. Those type of people, I see Harden just staying around it. But yeah, he could have he could have been up there. Is he a top seventy five? Yeah, he made it. Yeah, he made it. <sighs> Just off of scoring ability, what he was doing in Houston. That shit was that shit was epic. That shit was epic. For that sure. shit was epic. Right. He created yeah. a he created a move that I could have used. I'll give him <laughs> the hook. I, the hook and reel. <laughs> hook and reel, the travel to the side. Yeah, yeah I mean you got I, I, I'm some talking shit. about that. I'm talking about that new addition step that uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's I, five I step. I need that to create space. I should get blocked every time I was trying to create space. I couldn't create space. <laughs> <laughs> so it really comes down to because I'm not like a big numbers guy. I kind of like go off with like what my eyes tell me and everything like that. So since it's not in B for me, it's going to come down between Joker or Giannis again. And you already know how the NBA goes with MVP votes like at some point, they get sick of voting for you. Like, like, all right, man, you won enough. Let's give it to somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, what you going to do? Because Joker just won it last year. Uh, Giannis, well, he has three already underneath his belt. I think it's yeah. either one of them, too. But I think Joker ultimately going to get it. It seems like a, a 
kind of like the years Tracy McGrady was with the Magic and he was leading the league and scoring and was top five in assists and everything like that. That's like the type of impact Joker is having on his team, man, because like y'all just said, man, he's out there playing with me's and you's. You know what I'm saying? It's just not a lot of talent out there with him, and he's already locked in a spot in the playoffs and everything like that. So now that the playoffs is about to be here, man, who do you see making the NBA Finals? And put it on wax. Let's put this on wax. It's going to be a repeat Bucks versus the Suns. I can't see nobody beating Giannis right now, especially if Brooklyn go against the Bucks in the first round, which is what it's slated to look like right now. Mm-hmm. They not. I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be ready. He's the X factor in all of this. If Brooklyn gets Ben Simmons, it may be a wrap for the East. Um, but if he doesn't play first round and they end up against the Bucks, I think the Bucks is beating them and cruising against everybody else. Mm. Mm. Uh, it pains me to agree with Young Dizzle. I like to disagree with the young man. <laughs> But I can't. I can't disagree. I agree 100%. I agree more than 100% if that's possible. It's it's the Bucks, man. People forget that they're the champs. They forget what they did in the playoffs last year. They forget what they did in the NBA Finals coming back over the Suns in the Finals and everything like that. I think people just kind of like have selective memory because it's Milwaukee. People don't really equate them in championships mm-hmm. and everything like that. Uh, I think they have the best team. Yeah, Bucks have the best. I mean, uh, the Nets may have the best player in Kevin Durant, but they play absolutely no defense. Absolutely mm-hmm. no defense at all. Mm-hmm. And to bank on Ben Simmons to be coming in to be the defensive stopper and save the day, like I think that's a bit much to ask for somebody that hasn't played in over a year to say, "All right, man, we gonna need you to go out there and play forty minutes." And oh yeah, <laughs> go guard Giannis and and, and and shut him down, like. Come on, man. That's that's unacceptable to believe that's going to happen. And when he does go out there and he's not able to accomplish it, people are going to bash him for it. Like so, it it's just as simple as that, man. I think ultimately the Bucks are going to come out the East, and I really want to believe that Golden State can make this a comeback situation. But I think that Chris Paul got his injury out the way. <laughs> he broke his hand early. And now he's back because, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt every single year. I think he got his injury out the way. I think it's going to be a repeat in the finals. Bucks, Suns, but the sun will rise in the West. (laughs) Chris Paul will finally get his championship. CP3 will hoist the championship, the Larry O'Brown championship trophy. I am going with the Suns to beat the Bucks this year in the finals. So for me, I I got the fortune of going last, so I get to give you two. I'm gonna give you what I want and, I think <laughs> gonna, and what I think is gonna happen. What I want to happen is I want it to be Brooklyn against Ja Morant. Woo! Speaking speaking of injury out the way, young Ja been on the, on his butt for about four five weeks. <laughs> So he got to be in prime, ready to go, playoff condition. Fresh legs. One of the probably probably feeling the best out of any superstar that's playing right now. So I, you know, the knees, you know, that's what I would love to see. I would love to see Brooklyn and Memphis. What I think it is, I have to agree. I think Giannis and Milwaukee have a team that this will be the last year they're playing together. But I think this is the team that uh, really they just got it. They 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 play all around basketball, and um, you can rely on shooters. You can rely on defense. You can rely on Bobby Portis is having an amazing year. He's playing great. Yeah. But when you got players that just coming off the bench and feeling themselves, like that's that's the recipe for success. That's why I like Memphis, but I don't think Memphis can get over that Phoenix hump. So I agree with Kev. I think Phoenix wins this chip, though. 
I think Phoenix and Chris Paul and Booker will have an amazing finals and just keep Aiden in line and uh, have everybody playing well, even Crowder getting some shots off. So I think I think it's going to be just a, a Phoenix win, but I would love to see Brooklyn and Memphis and Memphis win that this year. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Memphis, man. So this has been a hot button issue on social media and a little bit on the podcast in our chat. I'll first start by saying Snowfall will end after season six. I think we're all happy about that. I think we're all cool yes. with that. Yeah. Because, yes, definitely. Because the Tiger episode got a couple people on this podcast a little upset, a little jumpy, yeah. darkish. Uh, the wife wasn't feeling that. Like, basically, I don't think anybody that I know that watches the show was like, yeah, that was a good idea. It was, it was unnecessary. They didn't yeah. have to write that in there. They could have kept that out. We would have been fine. Yeah, so with them saying we're going to end it after season six, I think that's the right thing to do. Let's nip this in the bud. Let's end on a high note. With that being said, Killer, you had some thoughts about episode eight. The floor yeah. is yours. <laughs> I think I think Mr. Singletary will be rolling over in his grave with that last episode. That episode was terrible. It I get this sense that we are getting half of what Mr. John Singletary would want, and we're getting half of what this new crew desires. Because it literally be setting up to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. And then you got Franklin making hilarious faces. You got everybody high LSD. You got full blown fucking in the back of two to uh, a moment where Louie and Unc was having their whatever conversations about their own feelings to each other, but making zero sense and crossing each other's. It was nuts. It, I just I, I rewatched it this morning to be ang- <laughs> to be angry again before the pot. I got up at seven o'clock this morning and watched it again, just to just to see what I was angry about. Make sure I wasn't just emotionally charged about something else. You know, I just rewatched it. I was just as eagerly pissed. I mean, it was not a good episode. I didn't like, I didn't like the concept. I didn't like the story told. I didn't like where it went and where it could have gone. Uh, it just felt like they left a lot on the table for that. You know, for for this season to be wrapping up, it's a lot on the table that that could have been made this a lot more. I'm a lot more eager and happy for the last season. Yeah. I, I, when, uh, Scully was asking about the chocolate, I didn't know what he was going, like, I didn't know what his ultimate plan was. Like, we all knew he was up to something. And I didn't know it was just going to be a, a episode of just a full trip. I thought a couple people was going to get <laughs> got. I thought another hit was coming. Um, but yeah. They said that that nigga Franklin was rapping like Kendrick Lamar and that one thing. <laughs> you, you, him, him, him. <laughs> yeah. It, it was nigga, a diff- it definitely was different. That nigga hollered at his mom and said something like, whatever he said, but he made this doggy face to the end, like, <laughs> I tell you, and then, and then it crawled off on his knees to the bathroom instead of walking out, he's uh. on his knees. Man, I'm just watching this shit like what the fuck am I watching? Like it felt like I was being pumped. Like like this ain't really the episode, right? This is something else. Cause for that to be that's cool if that if that if that was an eight minute segment in the hour show, I'm cool. They could have made all that be eight minutes. And they could have came off that high and and got to it. They the whole I think it started, I looked, it started at like the twelve minute mark. <laughs> when that shit started, and the rest of the episode was sprinkled in with the baby mama. I'm more and more don't fuck with her. I feel like she is all up in the shit. She going to see the, the people and leaving here, showing back up here. I know Franklin was in this thought, so who knows if that was even real. It, it was just, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just a lot going on with the show that I love, that I wish would just, just finish out being gangster, man. Just, just be gangster. Dizzle, what did you think about it? Was you feeling it? You didn't feel it? It was just a lot, man. It was a lot, and it it had it, what did what did it add to the storyline? You know what I mean? I saw, I knew they was gonna get married. I knew they was gonna have a wedding scene. 
um it was just weird it was just weird because then you got franklin calling teddy mm-hmm. telling him he was gonna kill him which ended up being like a, a real conversation that he had i know he was tripping when he said it but he, he truly called him we got the mom fucked up the hit on teddy she pretty much screwed that up by outing the dude that was at the uh he was being in disguise as a server mm-hmm. um so a lot happened a lot happened man a lot happened <laughs> in that episode while they was high it was kind of weird and this is like i i feel like it is setting it up for unk or louis to die i'm thinking it's gonna be louis just by the way she's you know knees deep in the game trying to get in more and and do their own thing and unk is finding peace mm-hmm. he ain't been drinking like he said he ain't he ain't had no fit or been in a bad mood in weeks like he trying to get his life in order and i don't know man it, a lot happened the episode <laughs> yeah i'm on the other side i love the episode ah. i love the episode and one of my favorite parts about the episode is this right here. My nigga Franka was gone. This nigga pulled yeah. out the yammy <laughs> and didn't have the yammy. <laughs> he put it back in the and put it back. Yeah, <laughs> he was gone. He had the whole and tray of strawberries, though. He had the full plate. Everybody yeah, else maybe had one. He had the full plate. He went in. And, and as a person that loves sweets and everything like that, like when I'm at functions or before COVID and everything like that, but when I'm at functions, I, I directly go to the cookie tray. I'm trying to see what sweets is out there. So for Scully to lace the damn chocolate with that, LSD. Let me write that down for the <laughs> For him to lace that, I was like, oh, shit. When he, as soon as he asked, I was like, this is about to be bad. And mm-hmm. everybody was zoning. Everybody. My deuce was zoning. Uh, Louie, um, Leon. Like, everybody was zoning. So... It was so much seriousness going on during the episode and real shit going on, but everybody was high as a kite. Y'all talked about it with him making that phone call to Teddy and him having, frankly, having those internal struggles with himself, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this for the good of everybody. But in deep down inside, he knows he's not doing this for everybody. He's doing it for his own ego. So he's having that inner conflict with himself. Then... Uh, he makes the phone call to Teddy and tells him how he really feels. Like, we know that's how Franklin feels, but he ain't verbally said it. He ain't said it to nobody. He'll get into a discussion with Teddy, turn around, walk away, motherfucker. But he's keeping all that shit inside. And him being high, he just let everything out. Leon, too. You know what I'm saying? When he uh, went up to Wanda, like, yo, I want you to travel to Africa with me and everything like that. He hides a kite. Like, people is letting their true intentions and their true feelings out. And everything like that with so much going on. Like y'all was talking about with uh the baby mama. I don't know what the hell she was doing going to old boy. Like that shit's mm-hmm. about to get real because the cop who's supposed to be putting the hit out on him, that episode is next. So yeah. I like the episode. Yeah, it was a little off. Uh for people that wasn't feeling the episode, I kinda understand because we want the shits. We here for the shits. And people still got a bad taste in their mouth from the Tiger episode. So, like, he kind of like, man, let's get back to the shits. Yeah. We definitely getting back to the shits this upcoming week. It's only a couple episodes left. Ain't enough time to be wasting it on a whole LSD episode. Let's <laughs> <laughs> set up. You got to set it up. They said, I think they set it up pretty good. Um, I hope. Oh, man, it's, it's it's about to go down. It's about to go down this upcoming week, man, because, like you said, it's only, what, two episodes left this season, and then the sixth and final season, it's all going to wrap up. So, ultimately, season six, how do y'all envision things ending for our favorite characters out there on Snowfall? I think it's going to be total disarray. I think everything is going to be fucked up. Everything is going to be, you know, all Franklin to fix. He's going to have lost some loved ones. He's going to have lost some business. He's going to have who knows what happened. But I think this is going to be an all-out roller coaster. It has to be a roller coaster the next two episodes or 
Season six might get the Queen of South episode for me where I just kind of fade to black because I didn't finish that shit out. So, <laughs> I, I hope not because I do love this show and I think they'll get it together. I think it like, you know, you might have to build this up to, you know, watch it crumble and they definitely are building up happy times and things that, you know, we normally don't see on snowfall. So I'll give them that credit, but I think that has to be a roller coaster downhill from here on out. I think it's just gonna be crazy. Uh, but uh, well, hold on. I will predict. I'm still, I'm still Leon. I'm still Leon. Le- Leon is gone. I still think Leon dies before the season's over. Mm. Mm. I can see it. Uh, for me, man, I think that you right with Aunt Louie. Like, I think she's biting off more than she could chew. She wants to be knee deep in this game. And everything like that, making side deals with Teddy behind Franklin's back and, you know, trying to branch off. Like you talked about Dizzle. Um, it's happy. I don't think she makes it through the end of the season. I think, mm. I think she's done mm-hmm. for. I think she's done for. And, and ultimately what I think is going to ultimately happen is I think Franklin is going to end up in jail. Like I'm, Teddy is setting this up to send this nigga to jail and everything that he's been trying to work so hard for to make money for himself and his family and everything like that and keep control. Cause like that's Franklin's biggest thing is I want to control this. I can control this. I can keep everything in order. He's going to go to jail and the shit's just going to go out of control. And that's, what's really going to bring the communities down in LA and the spread of crack everywhere. Like he think he can control it and he's going to end up getting locked up and the shit just going to go, to hell in a handbasket. So I think uh, Louis fights it before this end of the season. Ultimately, I think Leon dies in the last season, and we're going to mm. see Franklin in jail, not jail, but in prison by the middle of next season. Mm. Hey, shout-outs to uh, Teddy's new girl, bro. I think I like that character, bro. The nurse. She a wild nah, girl. Yeah. She's I like her. Girl. <laughs> like her. You like you. You like her until you get a paper cut and she tie you up and pour salt on it and make you suffer through it and then get one off while you suffering. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. She looks a little nice. I don't know. I might like that. I might like that. Man, before we get up out of here, man, let's do a couple quick hitters, man. Uh, first and foremost, with our quick hitters, man, we got to say RIP to Dwayne Haskins, man. Everybody woke up to the news yesterday, man, that, uh, got hit by a dump truck in South Florida early Saturday morning, man. I know he was down there with some of his teammates training for the upcoming mini camp, man. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins plays for the Pist- played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a former Ohio State quarterback. So, man, we got to say thoughts and prayers to yeah. his friends and family, man. Very tragic. Yeah, 24. I, mm. Yeah, 20, 24 years old. And, and just it, you raised the question of why he – it was like a highway. They said he was walking on a highway – Close to the Fort Lauderdale Airport, I believe it said, or something of that nature. And mm-hmm. It just raises the question of what was going on. And then one thing, too, I wanted to say is, I guess as I get older, I forget. I know the quarterbacks of Ohio State, but I forget who and what happened. JT Barrett gets hurt. Haskins comes in, gets the Michigan win, which then turns around and gets the starting job, which then sends Joe Burrow to LSU, which then Joe Burrow wins the Heisman the next year. So it's like – he was a part of a big thing in college football, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, having a NFL career, you know, so, you know, yeah. you can't be mad at that. So it's just sad to hear somebody that young is gone. Yeah, man. 24 years old, man. Very sad. Very sad. Transitioning over to something that we can all get behind a funny movie, a good movie. Dizzle, did you handle your homework mm-hmm. assignment? I did. I did. Hey! Hey! That was that was definitely funny. That was no, nah, it was a, it was a pretty good movie. Um, watching all these movies, these old old joints, it's like we don't get none of these kind of movies nowadays, man. There like, you go, Dizzle. The, yeah. The now you in the pocket. The, the originality is gone, bro. And I saw some. It's remakes and comic book movies, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking, there was a post on, I think, like, the Shade Room of all the 90s black films 
for each year, like 1990, whatever came out in the 90 and then 91. And I'm thinking, bro, there hasn't been a, a 10 year run of black movies like that since, man. Like, yeah, and then, classics each year. And, and you have like big name people that we could look at as a group. If we had Jamie Foxx and Eddie Murphy and yeah. Jay Cole and you throw a rapper in there, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just that type of vibe was happening in a lot of movies back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't know, man. That was, I guess, that's the golden era of of black films. Because, like I said, each year was about four different classics. Think about it, man. Uh, Atlanta with Ti and Lauren London. Think about how long ago that movie came out. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm trying to think when was like the last. I don't want to say black hood movie, but you know what we mean. You know, uh, mm-hmm. like a movie black, like that. Yeah, black I, I can't. Yeah, a black classic like that. I, I can't think of anything like that. And you know, that we came around, out in 2006. Exactly. I, I really can't think of another movie like that that's come out that make, that shook up the world like that, that made everybody go, go check it out. I mean, obviously Black Panther, but like, that's a comic book mm-hmm. movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that's why I have found Jordan Peele movies to be as good as they are. And I'm a, it's not a lot of directors that I go seek out but i will watch a jordan pill movie just for the simple fact that it's an original you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's not a remake it, it's good it's shot well but at the end of the day i've never seen that type of movie before like a get out a us you know what i mean yeah. with black with black leads black cast and it'd be mm-hmm. that good so uh what's that shit called that's coming out this summer i'm definitely watching it what's it called uh, uh, uh nope no uh, no nope. yeah i said up uh. That's a <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. hey, man, glad you got to check out Billy Ho. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like it's the definitely alive that oop to win the game. Definitely a '90s film. <laughs> <laughs> was it '90s? Was it '80s? Yeah. like probably like '91, uh-huh. '92. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. man, that was pretty good. It's pretty good. New music dropped this week. Pusha T and Jay Z, neck and wrist. What did y'all think about that? I like it. I like it. Good radio track. I like it. I've heard better from Pusha and Jay Z together. It's cool, but I don't think it's gonna be getting too much too much burn in the car. It's cool. I ain't gonna turn away from it, but I'm not about to. Yeah, I don't see it getting requested. I don't see yeah. it getting requested. Naked wrist don't lie. You know, I'm biased. I'm a Pusha T fan. I'm a Jay Z fan. I'm biased, but I do agree. It's not better than Drug Dealers Anonymous. Drug Dealers Anonymous is a ten out of ten. This is this is like a seven and a half. I like the track. It's a good track. Uh, Jay Z verse. verse need to be longer. I wish he had a longer verse. That's. I was just about to say that. Pause. It was. It, you're right. I agree 100. percent Uh, the Masters is going on this weekend. Tiger Woods decided. He was gonna play. How's he doing? How's he doing? Oh, y'all can't see. I forgot I got the screen. Uh, he's doing okay. shitty. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's uh, plus seven. Just teed off on the second hole, which is a par five. Um, that's very bad. The leader, I want to say, is minus eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. So he's not gonna win this tournament. But it's his first time back in 14 months after almost losing his leg after being in the hospital bed for three months straight. Um, learning how to walk again. This is his first kind of real test. He was e- eager to try it out, made the cut. Uh, we'll see how Sunday goes. Hope he just plays good golf today. I'm eager to be, that's all I'm doing today is watching golf. So, uh, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing, he's playing on Sunday. That's all you can ask for. So right. he's playing on Sunday. So, so when's the next major tournament? Uh, they changed the schedule. I want to say it is the PGA, or not the PGA, the uh, U.S. Open. Um, let me see the golf majors calendar. It is, yeah, PGA Championship is next, May 16th, U.S. Open in June, and then the Open, which is the British Open, July. So they all come back to in Oklahoma this year. Okay, that's what's up. All right, shout out to Tiger Woods out there giving it his all, man. Shit, he's doing a lot better than dudes that didn't get their leg damn near amputated, man. So, you know, him, like you said, oh, yeah. him just oh, yeah. playing alone is 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 a victory onto itself. 
he need to get his hose back. He need to get his hose back. <laughs> That's when he was at nah, his greatest. Yeah, but then look what it led to. If he get his hose back and fall, and then fall off again, it's over. I don't know, he man. He's superpower. His, his, stroke, his stroke was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle with, with a little weak, yeah. Uh. Oh man, oh man. Uh, shoot, got to give a shout out to the homie Mike Wilson. His podcast is back for season two. I got a nice. story to tell. Crazy episode this week. Uh, definitely check it out. Shouts out to my brother Mike Wilson. Lastly, before we get up out of here, the writer, the creator of Squid Game says Squid Game Two ain't coming out in until at least twenty twenty four. Take your time with it. I'm not mad. Yeah, 11, Do you know what year it is, Dizzle? Yeah. But that's good because you'll forget about it and then you'll yeah. hear about it and be like, oh, shit, that was good. And you'll be eager for it again. So I like the yeah. – everything's so fast right now in the world. Take your time. Make it, make your it, time. make it, make it, make it quality. Don't have no tigers come out and then no, <laughs> LSD, and then no LSD episode following the next tiger episode. We need, we need it to be clean. You know I saying? agree. And plus, Squid Game is like how many different – storylines can you do with squid game it's, it's going to be pretty much a similar storyline they they in a a house and they got to do shit and everybody die so mm-hmm. you gotta think you gotta make a little different you know we're gonna see i'm excited though i'm i'm i will be happy to wait if it's quality <laughs> well in 19 days we got the final part of Ozark, so I'll be I'll have the whole season watched by the time we take the. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to start that back up and rewatch this last season again. That's what I'm about to do. It's about that time. Can we give it like two weeks? We can't if it drop on a Thursday. Wait, it's probably gonna drop on what Thursday or Friday? Friday. Friday. And, and we do the pod on Sunday. We can't we can't do that, bro. Okay, we can we can get to wherever you need to be. I I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll be ready to cut it off at whatever episode you at. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Done. You you can done. take you can take as long as you like to you watch. A full, a full week. Like if you it drops on Friday, give me the following. I right. know two thirds of this pod will be done watching on it. Sunday. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If I'll <laughs> send you that early morning text, kid. <laughs> we'll have our sidebar conversation. Right. The main reason. I, I can't speak for Killer. The main reason I do so is because I can't afford spoilers, dog. I can't afford mm. spoilers, man. I just can't do it, man. Not with a show this good and with so many storylines that need to get wrapped up and so many people that need to die like Wendy Bird. You know, I, I can't afford <laughs> to jump on social media or be checking something about the NFL draft or something like that. And then, boom, so-and-so died and it's ruined yeah. for me. I can't yeah, afford that. Because the part that you left out, no disrespect, but the part that's ruined is like it would have Wendy's head hanging in somebody's hand, blood dripping, and you don't know what happened. You just see Wendy dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the part. So that's that's the exact same thing. It's like I gotta beat the beat the people that's gonna be talking about it all in the book. I gotta I gotta damn near be ahead of them or done with it just so yeah. I can sit back and not be bothered by it. So yes. Yes, you got to beat the crowd. You got to beat the crowd before you get it spoiled for yourself. And I'm the same way about power. I'm the same way about Stranger Things. Uh, I was the same way about Breaking Bad. Like, I can't afford it. And that's why I watch Snowfall when I do. Normally, I would be going to bed, but I stay up to watch it because I can't afford no spoilers. I can't wake up and be randomly checking Twitter or Instagram on the shitter in the morning and see like, oh man, Leon died. What the fuck? Wait, the right. wife, like, we gotta watch it now. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the show that led you down that path? Because I remember the show in my life that started me down this path of beating the crowd. Mm, I can't remember. I can't remember. Mine was twenty four. Mm. Jack Bauer twenty four used to have me fucked up. I spent. I had hurt myself or something. I was home. I spent an entire week waking up five in the morning, going to bed ten o'clock at night, and watching every season. I watched every season of that shit probably three times. I was hooked. Hooked. I just need a week. Like that. Just give me a week. 
and I got you. Especially if it's what ten episodes, ten episodes. I can do about two a day. I can do about two a day. Cause if I watch it that fast, I'd be forgetting shit. I'd be like, who? I'm like, who is that nigga? I don't know their name. <laughs> the one dude. The one yeah. dude with the black suit. <laughs> we can wait as long as you need to talk about it on the pod, but I'll be done by Sunday. So if you choose to watch it, we can talk about it on the pod. Uh, but if not, we can take our time. Before we get out of here, though, we definitely got to give a shout out to the first ever black woman to sit on the Supreme Court bench, Miss uh, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. Was sure. confirmed Thursday. Nice. Uh, I have to get put through the ringer, right? For no reason. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I know everything that was going on, but from the headlines and the shit that I've read, she was well, way more qualified than anybody that was talking shit about her. And <laughs> she um was elected with 53 yays and, and 47 bitch ass nays. <laughs> um, but all in all, she she was the um first black woman to ever sit on the, the highest court in the land. So shout outs to Miss Kentanji Brown Jackson. Judge Kentanji Judge. Brown Jackson. And while we doing shout outs, medical Wait. marijuana has went through the house. So mm. I'm the float. Starting the process. <laughs> Starting the process. I have a a snowfall episode around this month. <laughs> <laughs> Are we out till next week? You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Peace. Peace.